0: With Quick, with the game that he played in Boston, the game tonight, his first 40 piece, I mean, do
1: you feel like he's kind of found that next level? Yeah, you know, he's always been an explosive scorer, and that's what I like about him. You know, I've said this many times, I don't know what he is other than a good basketball player you know like if you need scoring he can score if you need playmaking he had nine assists um and he's effective starting he's effective coming off the bench he, you play him at the point you play him at the two play him at the three you know he just he you plug and play with him and he plays well with everyone so um, it was a, a really good game by him and the, he's not afraid and that's what I like about him if you know if, if he misses a shot he's coming right down He's gonna take another one you know and, and that's what we need from him read the game your open shoot you, you, you know we thought that you know once you when you get going like that they're, now they're gonna you're getting more attention playmaking. You know, play off of that, create easy offense for your teammates, create rhythm for your teammates. You know, we had 35 assists, Um, so I I thought the ball moved well, Um, and that's what that's what we need to do.
2: XJ, what's going on, XJ? Thank you for the generous contribution. Congrats, GMAC on Mets therapy. We got to bring up GMAC here for this. (laughs) Are you licensed to give Obi some? Are you licensed to give Obi some? Some therapy, what? some therapy. Oh, some therapy, John. Yes. What teams do you think Obi would most excel on next year? So, thank you. I'm, XK. go ahead, John. I, I would like to gas up Andrew Claudio. We've been talking about this for a while. Um, can I take credit for kind of trying to nudge you in this direction? Um, sure. I'll take a little bit of credit. You can take 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 some credit. Go ahead, uh, Andrew Claudio is starting a Mets podcast. The first episode of which drops tomorrow. Yes. So the podcast is called Mets Therapy. Um, I have I didn't know fully why I had gotten out of baseball the last few years, other than two children and the Knicks. But now I know the real reason why. And it was because I was waiting for Andrew Claudio to start him as podcast. My fault. So I, so I could get back into baseball.
3: You're right. I would never try to interject baseball into the KFS. So as a result, you were like, You should bring up baseball more often, but in a different feed. Like a separate so let's So let's see if I know when opening day is.
2: Yes. Is opening day, which is like the
3: first baseball game, right? The first meaningful baseball game. Yes. Is it Wednesday? No.
2: You're close. close? You're very close. So it's either tomorrow or Thursday. Yep. Is it Thursday? Yes. Everybody's. Opening day is Thursday. Didn't they used to do like... Like the NFL does it where they have like one game to start? Like, Didn't baseball do so, that for a while?
3: Yes. What they used to do was they started baseball on a Monday. And they had a Sunday night opener. Which That's what it was. Yes. Usually, like the Mets one year opened on the Sunday night when they played the Cardinals the year after in 2006. Series when they lost oh. to the Cardinals. So but exactly. but that's the point is they pick a, a game that mattered from the year before. Yankees Red Sox has been the opener for baseball for a number of times. Like the best one after the 04 season in which the Yankees blew a 3-0 lead and allowed the Red Sox to break the curse. Just in case you didn't know that that's what happened in 2004. John the Yankees rubbed three nothing on the Red Sox and then the Red Sox won eight straight four of which were at the hands of the New York Yankees. Um the following season they opened at Yankee Stadium with the Red Sox and Randy Johnson pitched against Kurt Schilling that night both for both of the teams so and as far as Obi's concerned XJ oh I well hold on we didn't finish Let's oh, yeah, Therapy tell people where they could find it uh, everywhere podcasts are available it's my pinned tweet right now if you follow me on Twitter at Andrew J Claudio underscore um, this fan base puts us through a lot of this fan base this team puts its fan base through a lot of stuff Um, and I thought the perfect approach for this is just kind of a venting session that is structured so yeah I can't tell you how um, like a a specific format yet we're gonna work that out as the season goes along but um, yeah shout out to John shout out to my wonderful fiance the other people that pushed me to do this and I'm excited if you're a Mets fan if you're a baseball fan if you're someone that hates the Mets and just wants to hear us uh, uh, commiserate and have to react to the latest thing that needs therapy or therapizing, um, Mets therapy. Everywhere podcasts are available. Okay. OB teams. I mean, the Indiana
2: has always made a lot of sense because you got Turner spacing the floor and Halliburton throwing throwing passes. So that's that's number one. Um, I think... I thought of Sacramento the other day.
3: That offense.
2: Yeah. You know, Trey Lyles has really found a home there. I wonder if Obi couldn't be an even better backup four and potentially even, you know, again, just cuz they're going to try to outscore you, like have him run as the backup five, you know, along with like Malik Monk and and um Davion Mitchell and what what might that look like? So those would be those would be the two that
3: stand out to me. Um, I mean, Golden State, obviously, but you he, he would need to shoot more consistently from three. I also think the, that type of motion offense would open up some more opportunities in transition.
2: I'm wondering about Denver just because of Jokic. Like, yeah, the Aaron Gordon roll. Yeah, but except he'd be, he'd be clearly backing up Aaron Gordon and how many of those minutes are going to actually come with Jokic. So yeah, true. And it's not like they have like a dynamic backup um, guard or anything, or even like, Mer- I mean, it's Jokic. So it's like, how many minutes does he get with Jokic? That's the, that's why that one up. And the only other one I was just looking at now, just because of Lucas is, is Dallas, but I'm not sure
3: Dallas needs another offense. Um, first player. Yeah. Uh, the, the the list of things Dallas needs at this point is kind of endless. So, um, Though they did get a big win tonight. Let's go Mavs. We need you to stay in the 11th spot. Um, Before I bring up the final five Super Chats, um, Kevin inspired me to do a little research for some trivia. Um, Do you want to know the other teams, the two teams? Or can you guess the two teams that have had four different 40-point scores this season? This season? Hold yes. on. I'm going to look at the standings. That's all yes. I'm going to do. I'm gonna They're look actually at the kind of obscure, so you might not... I guess you could look through and see through your memory. Again, we're talking about what Mayo quickly did tonight was score 40 points, being coming the fourth Nick to do so this season. Only two other teams have accomplished that this season. Have four different players score 40 points. Did the Raptors do it? No. The Raptors have scored 40 points in a game once, and it's the Pascal Siakam game at the Garden. So one raptor up. has forty this year. One raptor has scored forty points a, in a game this year. What a shitty guess. Um, there are two other teams that have only one one forty point scorer. By the way, if the chat wants to play along, go ahead. I don't think, I don't think Tobias Harris ever had
2: forty this year for the Sixers. So that's Philly's not, not an
3: answer. Harden hasn't even done it. It's only it's only Maxi and uh, Embiid this season. Um, I know McCall scored 40 recently for Brooklyn, but
2: I don't I don't they don't have a fourth guy. Mm, you sure about that?
3: Who the hell else scored 40 for them? Scored it three games in a row, actually. While the Oh my god. Yeah, so that's Brooklyn's one obscure. of them. Yes, Brooklyn's one of them. Katie Kyrie, Mikael Bridges, and Cam Thomas. <laughs> How many
2: times Cl- did Kyrie score 40 on us, or did he just get in the high thirties on us?
3: Um, I can look that up. Uh, that's one of the teams. Okay, uh, so I got that one. Um, None of the forty-point games came against the Knicks.
0: Okay. No, I don't think.
3: Again, we're doing Knicks that Knicks. So we're doing teams. team teams that have scored forty points in a have had four different forty-point scores in a game this season. Not Utah, right? Utah has had, as I scroll down, they, they one them. player score forty points in Marking the game. In, right, Mark ends yeah. them at three times this year. <laughs> All right, let me get one more guess. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
3: one answer is the Knicks. One answer is the. Um, one is answer is it, can you give me the, the conference? The Western Conference. Also, kind of an obscure one. One you probably not give. Uh, you're not going to get this one. Now I think about it, it's Hold so. On, wait. Okay, sorry, never mind. Challenge accepted. Said John Mackey. All right, I need to pick a guess. Um,
2: the is it? The, no, can't be. Is it the team we play tonight?
3: No, it's not the uh, the uh, Houston. I was Rockets. gonna guess the Clippers, it's not the Clippers, is it? So, I'm just gonna answer just tell you real quick. The Rockets have had one player score 40 points of the game this year, it's Jalen Green. To yeah. answer the chat a bit, XJ guessed the Cavs, which was one of mine. Um, they've I knew had because the Moby hasn't gotten it, right? And, and they, Aaron they, Allen has not gotten it either. They have they've had three, so it's Mitchell, Levert, and Garland, yeah. Um, So it's only three. Uh, Someone did get it. I'll acknowledge you in a second. Uh, Cam Akrami uh, guessed the Thunder, SGA and only SGA. Um, Riyad Rahim guessed uh, Memphis. Memphis has had someone score 40 points in a game once this year, and it's Ja when he put up 49. And then the correct answer uh, from Paul who got it is the New Orleans Pelicans who got 40 from CJ McCollum, Oh, my
2: God. The other Ray, night, Trey Murphy, the Trey third, Murphy
3: the third oh Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram. Oh, that's a terrible job. That game just happened. Yes. And then the, uh, the, uh, the other obscure trivia from this, only three teams have had one 40 point game this season. The Toronto really? Raptors, the Memphis oh. Grizzlies and uh, the Memphis Grizzlies with Morant and then the Miami Heat when Tyler Hero scored 40 plus one night. <laughs> Jimmy hasn't scored 40. Jimmy much. has not scored 40 this season. It's funny, yes, 40, that's a good trivia question. 40 exactly against Houston, um, in December for Tally Hero. Man, so good trivia! I like that, yeah, that's fun,
2: yeah. All right, uh, five more, let's do it. Thanks everybody for hanging out, by the way. This is a fun one. Uh, Dom Cappuccini, 19th at defense. Seriously, what the f, fellas? I hope the second half is a sign of things to come. Okay, good night, all. <laughs> for good. I can't wait for the next game. Look, the defensive rating is not great. Um the defense for a while now is not great. However, however, context always important. I do think it is important to acknowledge a couple of things. One, the Knicks on the year still have the 7th best net rating in all of basketball. Don't scoff at that. That is not an accomplishment to be taken lightly. The fact that they are the fifth best offense and not only the fifth best offense, but they are closer to the third ranked Celtics who have had quite a year for themselves than they are to the sixth ranked Mavericks. So like they're 0.7 above the sixth ranked Mavericks. They're really like their offense is elite, elite, elite. As far as the defensive rating, yes, they are down to 19th at 114.0. Here's why I'm, I, I think context matters. The two teams after them, Hornets at 114.5, and then Wizards 114.9. So there was 0.9 points per 100 possessions difference between 19th and 21st, which is the same difference, 0.9 points per 100 possessions between them, the Knicks, 19th place Knicks, and the 11th place Minnesota Timberwolves. So there, and then one, Spot above that, Thunder, 113.0. One spot above that, the Heat at 112.9. So there is a large swath, one of my favorite words, large swath of teams from nine to the Knicks at 19 in terms of defensive rating between 112.9 and 114.0. They are a middle-of-the-pack defense. That's what they are. They're a middle-of-the-pack defense. That is not going to be good enough for them to win a playoff series. They need to be something better than the middle of the pack. It could be on the back end of the good, but it needs to be better than the middle of the pack. Can they get there? Yes. How do they get there? Attention to detail. Execution. I mentioned on the halftime... You know, um, and Benji mentioned at the moment, like a rocket. I think it was Jalen Green, like splitting a switch with Grimes and Quickly. Like those are two of your best defenders, right? Um, we need second half Mitch. We need Julius fully engaged. We need good RJ on defense. Um, everybody executing in terms of not fouling. You know, um, strong closeouts. You know, extra efforts. All of the things, right? They're capable of all of this stuff, and. Here's the last thing I was like on this point. Watching this team defensively right now. There were times earlier in very early in the year where I was like, man, their defense seems broken. Something about it seems fundamentally broken. I don't get the sense right now that I'm watching a defense that is broken. I get a sense that I'm watching a defense that is like has not crossed its T's and dotted its eyes. But I think they are still capable of being a very good defense. and. Yeah, I'll leave it at that. Nick Petroselli, choose one in this choose one on this team. Butler or Embiid? Oh, uh Embiid. Embiid might be my number one like semi-realistic trade candidate in the league. Yeah, I think he is. Dom Cappuccini. You said you were going away. Now you're back for another one. I love you, man. P.S. Breen said two times that J- Jalen Brunson is expected back on Wednesday. I mean, your lips to God's ears, man. Or Breen's lips to God's ears, I hope. We need him.
3: Kevin Daniszewski in MSG... Oh, wait. Is, it, is that it? Where'd it go? Kevin went away. Hold on. He, he has... He reposted the same comment twice, so I'm getting to the other one that he had. So here you go.
2: Okay. Is Emmanuel quickly sealing a number three on a championship team? I love how he keeps adding to his game. Turnaround midi. Awesome from a guy who once lacked any mid-ranger. I don't know that he once lacked any mid-ranger. I think that might be a little bit aggressive. Um, Here, is this the last last comment? Two more after this. All right, I'm going to save this exercise for... I'm going to answer your question in a second. Uh, Let's get to the last two and then I'm going to bring Andrew up here. Frank Miranda with another one. Frank, you're a madman. What's up, Mac? It's your boy Frank from Patreon. I know that the RJ stands will be out in full force tonight because he cooked the Rockets. Let's see in two weeks when the real games start. What is his role? What will his role be? Hashtag quickly's backup. I'll just say this. The the thing that I am most fascinated by in the playoffs is if RJ comes out and not saying he's going to have this. But if he comes out and it is it not like let's say he doesn't have it in game one and it's pretty clear he doesn't have it in game one. You know what do his minutes look like in the second half of that game. What do his minutes look like in game two. What do his minutes look like in game three. Um, because <laughs> Tom Tom Thibodeau is, is many things. A man who Fucks around is not one of them. And he will not, you know, I mean, we saw with Alfred Payton two years ago, right? Um, and now granted, look, and again, people are gonna be like Macri compared RJ Barrett to Alfred Payton. No, I didn't. But in terms of this very, very specific thing, once the once it comes down to brass tacks and it's the playoffs, and every minute matters. Tibbs has clearly shown that, like, whatever he felt an obligation for one reason or another to do during the regular season is not necessarily what he will do in the playoffs. So, like, what is the rope? You know, how long is the rope? I'm fascinated to see that. And hopefully, it's not something we ever have to see or I ever have to be fascinated about because RJ comes out in the playoffs and plays well. That's what I'm hoping for. Because he's certainly shown the capability to do it. Jesse M, why do you think the Knicks fell off on defense compared to last year? I I think, you know, I do think there is something to be said for the fact that, like, the Knicks know that they can outscore teams now. Like, I think back to the Minnesota game. They were getting anything they wanted against Minnesota. Anything they wanted. And then Julius went crazy. But even in the first half, it was the whole team. They were getting anything they wanted. And like that's been so many nights. And if you're a team that just like knows that you could you're an elite offense, I do wonder how much that impacts things. Because there's nothing like your question is aimed at like what is the the one thing, the thing here or the thing there, why they dropped off. And really, you're talking about dropped off from two years ago. Like I don't think there's any one thing. I think I... I, Yeah, it's not only one thing. I really don't think it is. I think it's just that. It's a collective, you know, little bit of a... Just a little bit of like... little bit of a drop-off. You know, and again, last season, they finished the year ranked 11th in defensive rating. I just went through the stats. They're a point per possession, sorry, a point per hundred possessions away from being 11th this year. So it's not, we're not talking about a huge drop off, you know? And then you factor in the thing about they score a lot of points. So yeah, not, not setting the alarm yet.
0: What's up,
3: Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about Game Time. Is there an upcoming event you're trying to get tickets to? Whether it be tickets to one of the final home games of the Knicks season, or maybe it's a concert or a comedy show. Whatever it is, buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped up for the fun you're going to have. Currently browsing through the Game Time app and I see all the events coming up in the area. Whether it be the Knicks home game against the Miami Heat on Wednesday or home opener tickets for the Mets and Yankees, the Game Time app is so easy to navigate. You can search by category like sports, music, or shows or search by teams like the Yankees, Islanders, or Knicks. I have to say that my favorite feature is the full 3D peripheral view you get whenever you select a seat. Just select a seat that's within your price range, move the phone from left to right and get a good idea of the view you'll have during the event. GameTime is the place for last-minute ticket deals forget planning months in advance, GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. GameTime is also the fastest growing ticketing app in the country and for a good reason. As I mentioned, get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Just two taps and you're set. Tickets are then sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use promo code FILMSCHOOL for $20 off your first purchase. Again, create an account and redeem code FILMSCHOOL for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. You've got New Year's goals and HelloFresh is here to help you achieve them. Take control of your time and budget with delicious recipes delivered right to your door. Looking for an easy way to eat well and save money this year? Cut back on expensive takeout and delivery and get started with HelloFresh. You'll love how easy, fun, and affordable it is to whip up a restaurant-quality meal right in your own kitchen. With fast and fresh recipes, HelloFresh's latest line of meals featuring robust flavors and filling portions are ready in less than 50 15 minutes. Enjoy taste and quality done quick with recipes like falafel power bowls, seared steak and potatoes with béarnaise sauce, or southwest pork and bean burritos. If you know anything about me, you know that I'm not the greatest when it comes to cooking. Thankfully, I've found a life partner that loves her time in the kitchen and loves putting together these elaborate meals. Unfortunately, with her schedule working at a school all day and my schedule covering sports all night, we rarely have time to go to the grocery store together. Well, HelloFresh has made it possible for us to do all the grocery shopping for the week right from the comfort of our living room. In fact, just last night when I was editing the latest KFS pod, she was putting together two plates of Presto Pesto Panko chicken with roasted potatoes and green beans. We were able to do dinner and a movie without even leaving the comfort of our own home. And this is just one of several delicious HelloFresh meal options with cook and prep time taking less than an hour. When you've got busy conflicting schedules like ours, you don't have to go out for dinner and a movie. Instead, it comes right to you. Don't hesitate. Head to HelloFresh.com slash Filmschool60 and use code Filmschool60 for 60% off plus free shipping. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash Filmschool60 and use code Filmschool60 for 60% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Okay.
2: Um, Here's what I want to go through, Andrew. We're going to go through the number threes on title teams. Okay. So... Last year, it's either Andrew Wiggins or, or Clay Thompson. I don't really know who you want to say was the number three on that Warriors team. Um, but both of those guys have made all-star teams. The Bucs the year before that, Drew Holiday or Chris Middleton, all-stars. The Lakers the year before that, best, third best player on that title team, I guess would be Kuzma, right? Yeah, he could have been the third best player on that team. Kuzma or Caruso. That was a weird team because LeBron and AD was like, they were as big a big two as you're going to get.
3: But yeah, Yeah. the tough part about this question, he's saying IQ ceiling. So that's assuming and projecting IQ is going to take a leap. So maybe but it is a borderline all-star.
2: I was about to say, I want to keep going through the exercise to prove this point. The Raptors the year before that is Siakam or Lowry. Both those guys made all-star teams. Uh, We had three Warriors championships in four years before that, who third best player was either Draymond or, or clay. And then the year in between Cleveland, uh, Kevin Love, multi-time all-star year before that spurs. I mean, Manu, Tony, Tim Duncan. I
3: mean, whoever you want to say mm. before that. Well, why? I actually think that was a championship by committee. Back then, that yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, whoever like, you like quickly is the third could have pass. been, quickly could have been in one of the, a member of that committee. You know, well. there were some nights Danny Green was the best player on the floor, sure. Um, before
2: that, Chris Bosch, Hall of Famer, two times before that, Dallas Mavericks, I would say either Jason Terry or Tyson Chandler. Um, I've used the Terry comp in terms of impact for quickly before. And then before, the, just to, we'll go a couple more. Uh, Los Angeles Lakers. The two years before that were Ron Artest, and who who did they trade Ron Artest, trade to get Ron Artest? Was it Ariza? Uh,
3: but Odom. Yes. No. Odom was on both championship teams. So then it's
2: either Odom or or Ron Artest. Both uh, Artest was an All Star at one point in time. Odom never. I don't think Odom ever made an All Star team, but he was like right there a um, couple times. And then the year before that, Boston Celtics, you know, big three Ray Allen. So, which kind of starts the big three era. So that's your last 15 years of NBA basketball. So it's basically splitting right down the middle between like your traditional big three where the third guy is like a hall of fame caliber player. And you have your, I guess the exception, not the rule where it's like you had a Jason Terry here or on our test there, a Kyle Kuzma here, or, you know, so on and so forth.
3: Yeah, I think that's a that's a realistic ceiling, sure. Yeah, and look for a lot of the teams that John just listed. I think the last fifteen years, really the last thirteen years of the NBA. Oh no, no, fifteen is because that's when we got the The two thousand eight Boston Celtics. Yeah, those Celtics, that Celtics team. Um, The third guy on your team isn't supposed to be like a surefire bona fide Hall of Famer. Throughout NBA history, the third guy has been. Uh, and, a, and Emmanuel quickly, a guy that's just impactful and has contributed to winning. And because he was in, on the court for meaningful moments, he ended up making the Hall of Fame. There are a lot of guys like big game James Worthy, you know, didn't make say, Well, Kenny Kat. Smith, yeah, Kenny Kenny Smith, Smith. Was, you know, but I or think Sam Cassell, if that's your pleasure, the the big three era of the NBA almost diluted our expectations for what is competent team building and it's like you need three stars and then you you build around that and i think we've actually settled on an nba now where there's a lot of good teams out there with flaws and they're not so like extremely top heavy and a guy like an emmanuel quickly can be absolutely especially his ceiling like if this guy continues to be more efficient shooting, and that improves, the the sky's the limit about, for him. You, know? you you nailed it. I was about to go there to finish up the his ability
2: to. I hate to boil it down to this, but I don't know how else to do it. His ability to just get buckets now—it's it, like it's legitimate. You know, like he, he can do it in a lot of ways. From behind the arc, he can obviously do it inside the arc. He can get to the free throw line. Um again, nine assists tonight, like his passing, his playmaking, the whole thing has come such a long way. You know, I if I don't think offensively he is where he is or I don't think offensively where he's at now is that caliber of player. But again, Kevin's question is asking, can he continue to get there? And if you look at his offensive growth from college, rookie year, last year to this year, and you just kind of even if the even if the curve kind of Even's out. If you keep going up, and then the defense stays what it is. I mean,
3: mm, yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, I agree. Big night for Mayo. Quickly glad that's how we closed it out. Also, XJ in the chat uh, commenting on my my sports memory. Um, I have to actually tell you something, and I want people on air to hear this. So last Sunday, John and I this is after we recorded with Jeremy and it's when we did the, uh, um, did you put this out. So I, this is what I'm about to tell you. Okay. So, um, we recorded with Jeremy, we did a quick pod and then we did the draft that you saw over the weekend. The one shining moment draft when all the vibes were good before the Knicks went on to lose three straight. Then John and I recorded something that was just going to be for social. I was going to put up, put it up sometime like Tuesday or Wednesday, um, in which we um, went through NBA history. I tested John to see if he could name all of the MVPs. Um, and I think which you got, I did. You did. You got to the 70s before. Oh, no, I got to the 60s. No, because you were trying to fill in the gaps of the 70s. Of, OK, so I should I should be clear. You did get all of them. I named all of them in I started, order that I started getting fuzzy on the years in the 70s. Yes. So we recorded it. Um and then it got lost in the uh the files, so it is no longer. Willis Reed passed away, and I stopped all my editing. And then before I went back to do that, I had already uh emptied out the folder that all of the the edits are, and so so that I was lost. at time John did it is what I want people to know. He did well, no, get j- all the MVPs. So more impressive is immediately after I
2: did it. And granted, you had the benefit of having just listened to me do it, but you did it, and you, from from 1950, was it first 54, 57 is the first MVP, yeah, seven. So Bob Pettit, um, mm. from there to the end, you
3: rattled them off in like a yeah. two minutes. It's a parlor trick. I after I did it, but you did. I yeah, I I have to start from the beginning to do it, but it's a, a lot of people in college. They went, had fun. Partied, joined fraternities. I sat there memorizing memorizing uh NBA awards and who won them. So you like you, obscure you, stats like that. Yes. You were you were uh you had a, a wiser
2: use of your time. Yeah. I should give you a trivia question now. Yeah, go ahead. Um I know the answer to this. Pretty sure I know the answer to this. If, I'm, if I get it wrong, I'm going to be embarrassed. Who's the first player in NBA history to average 20 points a game?
3: Ooh, it wouldn't be Bob Pettit. It was not Bob Pettit. Did this is before they gave out the MVP award. Oh, this was like a decade before. So I
2: shouldn't. I, I Okay, I kind of cheated. It was back when it was the BAA, the Basketball Association of America.
3: Oh, I have no idea then. Check me on this. Okay. I believe it is
2: a gentleman <laughs> by the name of Ed Fulks. Ed Fulks, the B-A-A. Yes. A. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, oh, I only know this because I did a whole uh, thing on 20-point um, uh, scores over the uh, the All-Star break and how the Knicks may be on the verge of having three 20-point scores. Oh, Joe Fulks. I got the first name wrong. Oh, that's a terrible job by me. Google did not give me anything on Ed folks. It is indeed Joe folks who led the NBA in scoring or again the BAA in scoring in the 1946 47 season at 23.2 points per game. He was the only player in the league that year to average over uh, 20 points per game.
3: There you go. For the like you said, the Philadelphia Warriors. Yes, for the Philadelphia Warriors. There you- mm, Only thirty percent shooting. <laughs> so he's yeah. he shot so he the eight, inefficiency really averaged eight to for twenty six. Yeah, this is this is RJ. No, I'm kidding. It's a joke. It's a joke. RJ stands yelling at there. RJ would have been um, a Hall of Famer at there in his time, wouldn't he? What's that? RJ would have been a Hall of Famer in this time, wouldn't he? Yeah. the uh, The New
2: York Knicks, meanwhile, that season. Did not have a single player average in double figures. The leading Knicks scorer that year was, again, a gentleman by the name of Bud Palmer. Bud, short for John Shove. This, I swear to God I'm not making this up. John Shove Palmer. I can see why he went by Bud. uh, Averaged nine and a half points a game. Uh, He hailed from Phillips Exeter Academy in Exeter, New Hampshire before going to Princeton. So this is really fun that we've ended up here tonight.
3: Emmanuel quickly would be the third best player on a championship team in this era. I don't know if Bud Palmer could have been the third best player <laughs> on the <this> championship team. <laughs> uh, uh, hold yeah. on. Hold on. One more. Quiet. One more.
2: One more. Okay. Yeah. Kevin Denishewski, John's preseason prediction is a hit. Hashtag 43 wins. You know what, Kev? I really hope they don't go own 6 from yeah. here. Two away
3: from mine. So there you go. <laughs> Who had, 40, who had 46 before? Somebody didn't, didn't they? Mensa had 47, so he's actually right on track to be right. I still have it here. Hold on. Oh, well, never mind. No, Mensa had 48. 48. I have uh, it at 48. No, needs, there you go. So you need, he needs a little help. And I had you at 45.
2: I was at 45, yes. Yeah. So you're two away from that, and then Mensa go, needs to go five and one. <laughs> Robert Cross, 53 wins. <laughs> they, unfortunately, cannot achieve that. Uh Unfortunately. Mm. Yeah. Okay, well, this was fun. We needed, a, we needed a fun one like this.
3: I agree. Uh It'd be cool if it's just as fun on Wednesday. We'll see if we get it. We'll do some trivia stuff this offseason, by the way, everybody. I, I, the thing that we did record, I actually thought was fun. We may fool around with, like, Sporkle Saturdays, where we just, like, test each other. Um, oh, I know Sporkle. Yeah, like, the that's... That's how I got good at the the trivia and stuff like that. So, you yeah. know, maybe you watch us try to, you know, name all the MVPs but again. You're, but you're better at it than me. I know. You we know. Can do it together. That's all. I'll just be there to help guide you if I need if you need like a assistance in that sense, you know? Help guide me. Yeah, that's how the MVP So, okay. Pettit, Koozie, Russell, who? Oh. Those uh, are the first three MVPs. Uh
2: Petticuzzi, Russell,
3: uh. Is it back to Pettit? Yep, back to Pettit with 59. Yeah. Those are the last four of the fifties. Then who? Oscar. No. Wilt. First Wilt one. There you go. Then and it's three, then, three.
2: And then three straight. we have to wait. What? Then it's then, three Russell three, then Russell three straight. Yes. Now we're at Then 63. Then, then Oscar, then three straight for Wilt then one more Russell,
3: then three straight for Wilt. When's Oscar? Oscar, wait. Oscar was, oh no, so it's Oscar, you're right. So it's Oscar, Russell, that's when Russell wins his last one, then it's three straight for Wilt. Right, enough of this. I don't want to embarrass myself. That's the 60s. Saying. No, you're good. Then we're already yeah. up. Then it gets easy after that. No, it doesn't because Kareem
2: won Kareem won six. When well, he didn't win back to back. Yeah. yeah, but the Kareem ones are tough. Right, I, on.
3: Let's just do this. Hold on.
2: Oh my God! You're really gonna do this?
3: Yes, because you do, do it. it. You do it. I'm not All doing right. it. You do it. All right. So we did the 60s, the 50s, and the 60s. So we left off with with Wilt's three straight, the last of which was in what? 68. 68. Yes. Okay. So we go. 69 is Wes Unseld. 70 is the late great Willis Reed. 71 yes. and 72 are Kareem. 72 is David. 73. You're up to 73. What'd I say? 71, 72 is Kareem. 73 is Dave Cowens. Cowens. 74 is Kareem. 75 Bob is McAdoo. McAdoo. 76 and 77 are Kareem. Kareem. 78 is Walton. 79 is Malone. 79 and 80 are Malone. No, 80. No, no, is, no you're right. 82 and 83 are Malone. 79 is Malone. eighties Kareem. Yes, eighties Kareem. 81 is Irving. Julius. 80, yes, Julius Irving. 82 Moses, Moses. Moses. Bird, Bird, Bird. Yes. Uh, Michael.
2: No. No. Bird, Bird, Bird. bird, 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 bird magic. magic. Michael. Michael magic, 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 Magic. Okay,
3: that's what we've done enough. Okay. There. Now we're up to the... Well, no. Now we're up to the 90s. Just got to finish it. We're at the map. We're at Michael. We're at 91. <sighs> so it's Michael, Michael. Michael, Michael. Markley, Michael uh, Charles. Uh, Hakeem. D- d- David. David Robinson. Ha- Hakeem, David. Uh, Michael, Michael. Carl. No. Michael Malone, Michael Malone. The shout out to the Denver coach. Oh, that's how did Michael Jordan not win the freaking MVP in 1997? Shout out Jackie McMullen. Yes. Um. Anyway, so that's 99. So we're at the 2000s. So we got Shaq uh, Iverson, Jack Iverson, uh, Duncan, Duncan. This is the one that you couldn't get that you forgot and came went back to. We're at the 2004 oh, MVP. Yes. And I can't get it again. It's, this is not the Derek Rosier. <laughs> no, this is not the Derek Rosier that inspired this. No, this is Kevin Garnett. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes. I forgot. Kevin me, Garnett. A, and it's Nash, it, Nash.
2: Yeah, yes. That, uh, Nash, Nash, Dirk, um, Ben, uh, Kobe, mm-hmm. uh, LeBron, LeBron, Rose, LeBron, LeBron. Durant. Durant. Uh, Steph, Steph? Steph, Steph. Steph, Steph. Russ, are we up to Russ?
3: Yes, Russ. Uh, Steph, Steph, Russ. Harden. Yes, Harden. There um, you go. Then two back to backs. Giannis and Jokic. Sure. Giannis, Giannis, Jokic, Jokic. See, we did it. Everybody named all the MVPs. <laughs> <And> <laughs> that was fun. Wonder if to... people enjoy this nonsense. I think they do. They I there may be I... a young basketball fan that wanted to see our knowledge of the sport. There may be an older basketball fan that wants to know that we recognize the. Older part of the sport. It's still wild to me that Jerry West never won an MVP. He played with. I mean, the the wilder one for me is Elgin Elgin Baylor, but both of them six or one. half yeah. dozen and the other Elgin. But that's West. again. It was the the sixties were the Celtics and the Lakers. So you kind of you. I mean, Koozie getting one is actually kind of a miracle, and you find you see who his teammates were. You know.
2: Um. I, yeah, you, I mean, I mean, Mac, Bob, I guarantee there's a lot of younger fans who don't know who Bob McAdoo is. So he's probably the most obscure, like most young fans. We say the name Bob Cousy, People mm-hmm. know who Bob Cousy is. Um,
3: Dave, Dave Cowan's is a guy. I bet you a lot of young fans nowadays. That's the obscure one that people don't, probably don't know the most. And, know? A, I, and if you and ask I, Celtics I, fans, he's not in the top five of Celtics, you know, top five Celtics ever. Yeah. I mean, it's,
2: it's, uh, rough, Pierce probably goes mm-hmm. ahead of him for a lot of Celtics. That's what the convo is. Is it Paul Pierce or Russell? Or Russell Hondo,
3: Bird. Koozie
2: um, and Koozie.
3: Yeah. And so is it Paul Pierce for five or is it? And then like some put Mikhail in there. This, like, correct this me is, if I'm wrong. Turning Cowans, it to a Simmons pod. Go ahead. Downs the year he won. Didn't he finish second team all NBA behind
2: Kareem? Let me pull up. I think he did. I mean, that was, again, that was, you want to talk about a wild freaking oh, you want time? The, you want the? Voting. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it when I was looking up some Willis Reed stuff. There was a stretch of twenty six or twenty seven years where every MVP was a center. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we just named them with the two exceptions in that stretch being Julius Irving and um, Oscar. Yeah, and even that Oscar and Julius, they were how many years between? Them winning it was all it was all centers like sixteen years straight.
3: Yeah, he uh, he beat out. um, Am I right? Yeah, he beat out Kareem. Kareem was second for an MVP. But wasn't Cowan's second team
2: All NBA that year that he won MVP?
3: I now have to look up the. uh, Hold on, Dave Cowan's career awards, All League. Voting this now, it's exceptional. Podcasting is what's going on. Me looking up Dave Cowan's all NBA voting. This reminds me of <laughs> when uh, there was an NFL situation. Didn't
2: Steve McNair win an MVP when uh, Pate Manning won first, uh, was
3: first pro, whatever they call it? So that, they first tied first. for MVP, but Manning oh, okay. made first team all pro. Yeah, yes, that was so. Am two, I right with was- this the 2003 season from the NFL. There you go. Yes, yes, you are right, by the way. There you go. The okay, Kareem so that made crazy. first team, Dave Cowan is made second. The all NBA teams that year, first and second, Kareem, Tiny Altrabald, uh, John Havlicek, Spencer Haywood, and Jerry West was first. Team. Spencer Haywood was first team, all NBA, second team, Rick Barry, Dave Cowan, Elvin Hayes, Pete Maravich, and the great Walt Clyde Frazier.
2: And again, if you're wondering how such a thing could be possible, there was a different voting body back in those days for uh, MVP and for all the other awards. So mm-hmm. you got got some funky stuff. Like you got you got uh, like Lenny Wilkins, I think, one year. Finished, I forget if it was he finished like super high in all NBA and like didn't make an MVP ballot, or it was the other way around where he finished like second in all in MVP and like didn't make an all NBA team. But like, you got some weird stuff, Like that's why all the voting from the the 70s and stuff he kind of not take it with a grain of salt, but like it's yeah some weird, some weird things. All right, we've been talking for two hours. Um. <laughs> <laughs> thank you everybody for uh listening to another episode of the of the dicks film school podcast and watching another post game on our uh youtube channel don't forget if you're watching this and you're not if you're still watching this you should seek help Um but also How about therapy see what you did there, there you Uh also subscribe to this channel um, because what's better than that? And uh, we'll be back tomorrow
3: with uh, what do we got tomorrow? Dream tomorrow um, night with Chris. Yes, Draft rules everything around me. Dream a new pregame pod Wednesday morning. We're uh, and, and this then, matchup um, against the Miami Heat. And then pres- 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 sh- we should have a pretty big guest.
1: Uh, shouldn't say who
3: it is because it may not fall drop. Through, not saying who it is, but, but just, we are tentatively scheduled to do an interview tomorrow with someone that you fan, will all enjoy. Fan favorite to. Yes, fan favorite. So. Stay tuned for that. Maybe. It's the best way I could say it. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. Okay. All right. See you later, everybody.
0: I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast.